Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 21 of the Unweaving Chronic Pain podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andrea Moore, chronic pain specialist, and as always, this is not intended to be a replacement for medical advice. Oh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah, we're going there because this is the time of the year where so many of us, myself included, kind of go into panic mode. And I know when you're listening to this, it's kind of going to be at the tail end of that. Um, Christmas will be past. Um, you might be listening to this. This, I think, should be released on December 31st. And you might be listening to it, you know, into January. And it's all good. Keep listening, you know, even if it's past this point, because I think you're going to get lots of good nuggets can be used year round. Because the reality is, is what all this comes down to is there are so many shoulds and there are so many shoulds that come with a holiday season and the end of the year and making New Year's resolutions. But these shoulds exist all the time as well. (laughs) Um, They just become up way, way more to the surface right now. (laughs) And I know I really still start to feel this energy. And for me, and I'm curious, I know this is going to be different for everyone. So I'm going to share what this energy feels like for me. For me, it's this really like, I noticed this kind of obsession with starting fresh, right? Starting anew. And what I notice about it and what's so frustrating about it, because it kind of will always catch me like kind of starting like right around now, like I'm recording this on December 21st is it's this like, oh my God, the new year's coming up. I need to make sure that starting on January 1st, like I am going into the new year with my house perfectly cleared, like everything decluttered, like all the stuff that I wanted to go through accomplished, you know, all these things like wrapped up neat and tidy. And, and the reality is, this is like, I'm already too late, (laughs) right? It's like this energy comes and you're like, fuck, it's, it's too late. So one, I really want to like call for me what I was something I was reflecting on this a few years ago because this has been happening for a while. And I kind of realized that for basically our entire lives through schooling, like until we become adults, this is what happens in our lives. Like we, we're going to school, right? And and the school school wraps up, like the semester wraps up, we go on Christmas break, and it's like, then you come back entirely fresh. Like any assignments that were had, like are gone now, right? Like you finished them up, or you were forced to finish them up before you went on break. And, and everything gets wrapped up all like neat and tidy. And it does start anew. And it, it's like this false promise that we're given almost, right? Because life doesn't work like that once we become adults. I actually remember so clearly my first year working, like in a real, you know, like job. (laughs) Um, I came back from like, what, like I had like a two day break, you know, for Christmas. Like I didn't have like, all of a sudden I remember being like, oh my God, wait a minute. I don't get a Christmas break, right? Like normally you're used to getting like two weeks off around the holidays and stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, I have to like work between like Christmas and like New Year's, like what the hell? And 
it was this realization of like coming back to my like desk still kind of being a mess. I had all these like notes and evaluations I still needed to do and like things to type up for doctors and, and all this stuff. And it was like, wait, like it's, it's Jan. I mean, it wasn't January 1st, on January 2nd, whatever day it was that I came back. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. This didn't just all go away. <laughs> like no one just magically did this for me. Hold, hold on, like school and school, everything just magically went away, right? Like I remember there was times where I wouldn't have, you know, necessarily caught up on all the reading or maybe there was something that like um, the extra credit we were supposed to do or, you know, there's always those like things on the syllabus that like, you know, you're supposed to do, but then like, you know, you never really get around to or something like that. And it like just kind of disappears. Like once the semester ends, if you never read that chapter, like no one cares anymore. And yeah, I don't think I just, I think it was like such a shock that, that I get like logically that makes no sense, but like, right. Like there was no, I had no, um, reference point when I started working. So yeah, for a long time, it's like, there's this been this energy and this obsession for it. And I think as I've like really like leaned into kind of the self, I hate calling it self-help world, but whatever, that's the quick name that I'm coming up with right now. Then you move into like goals and new year's resolutions and like cleaning out the old and forming all these like amazing, like words for the new year and, and feelings for the new year and rituals. And, and they're all like amazing, but it's like this pressure for me at least that I feel like I have to have done that before the new year starts. <laughs> and again, if you're listening to this and you're noticing any of that, there's also a sense of, especially if you're listening to this on December 31st or after the new year, like it's almost this like, oh, it's already too late. And in this brings up a lot, I think that gets triggered around goals and resolutions and again, it's just highlighting thought patterns, beliefs, trauma patterns, adaptations that are always with us and always present. And I want to encourage in this episode to like start looking at these in a different way, to look at this time as an opportunity to, to really notice what thought patterns are coming up around these, like how your tendency to set goals is, how how you tend to look at yourself if you don't achieve a, a goal and resolution, which we're going to get a lot more into um, in a minute here. All right. And being triggered by resolutions or when we feel like panicked, anxious, or anything other what you actually just want to be feeling, whether that's like peacefulness, contentment, joy, pleasure, fun. Again, let's use those feelings rather than what we normally do and what our instinct is, right? To like resist them and try to like make them go away. What if we could just open up into a ton of curiosity, curiosity about them? It's kind of like life's, like those emotions are like life's black light. <laughs> it's just lighting shit up. That's, that's there this whole time. It's not just here during New Year's, um, but they're just more present. And if we can look at them with curiosity of like, oh, wow, why, why is this anxiousness here? Why is this panic here rather than, oh, I should be feeling panicky right now. I need to resist this. I need to like think positive thoughts, right? And like trying to um, force it away and we never get to learn from it. So the other thing I want to mention is with all this, it's also easy to kind of start to blame 
capitalism, blame the media, blame family expectations, like kind of blame the trauma piece. And let's be real. These, these are probably all valid things that are contributing to all of this. And they're also very much all the results of the, the, the bigger issue, which is the patriarchy. <laughs> and absolutely blame the part patriarchy whenever you can. That's totally cool. I'm a huge, huge fan um, <laughs> of blaming it, not of the patriarchy. <laughs> you can always blame it. Okay, totally fine with that. And, and blaming and realizing that this may be what caused a lot of these thoughts and feelings does not give you a free pass to do nothing about it. Like, have fun blaming things. I think you can, I think blame gets like a really bad rep. Like, you can blame it. And then you gotta take action and do something and take responsibility for whatever thoughts and feelings you are experiencing. Because when we use blame in a way that makes us a victim, this actually just strengthens the patriarchy. It actually makes the patriarchy win. Because the patriarchy wants women so frazzled, so anxious, so distracted, so panicky and dissociated that they cannot find a way back to themselves. And when we're in victim mode and full, you know, blaming others and blaming family and blaming trauma and blaming whatever. Again, not that these things aren't valid pieces to look at, but when we are a victim to them, we cannot find our way back to themselves, ourselves. And, and it actually gives those things so much more power. So one, no judgment if you found yourself in victim mode. I get in victim, like victim mode has been one of my big, like, you know, if you've ever heard like shadows, um, I don't think I've talked about that term that much on the podcast. It's really just like a piece of ourselves that we um, kind of tend to demonize and look at as like being wrong. Um, it's okay if you have found yourself in victim mode or you're in victim mode right now. It's totally cool. Realizing it is what can take you out of it. And just, it's okay. Just allow yourself to be there without judgment because it's only in that, you know, allowance and recognition of it that we can shift out of it if that's what you would like. So all it's to say is if you want to smash this bullshit and are sick and tired of this like panic and anxiousness and like holiday stress, then the way to do it, the way to get rid of all of that and smash all that is finding yourself, is getting back in touch with you, is turning inwards. So for this new year, rather than getting caught up in the panic and the anxiousness and being like, what are my goals supposed to be? What am I going to do? What do I want? You know, even like, what's the perfect word of the year? And, and trying to do all this place, all this stuff from this like place of like false, you know, I'm doing this for myself when really it's just caught up in that same anxious energy is let's stop and let's ask of what do you, what do you, your authentic self, what does your authentic self truly want for this new year's transition? And I really want to emphasize this transition piece. Like that transition piece, it might be for the first two weeks of January. It might be for six months. It might be for the entire year. 
all right? Which is why I said you could be listening to this at any point of the year. Because this transition, we get to decide when it starts. The New Year, New Year's is like an obvious easy one. Yeah, it's really pretty to have something start at 1-1, okay? Like, that's all really awesome if that works out for you. And if that, you know, excites you and, and, and gives you um, kind of this, like, joy and, like, really, like, true authentic motivation. Like, awesome. Start. Start there if you're able. But really, the reality is, is we can have this transition time any freaking day, minute, or second can be the start of a transition where you decide to just do something different and let go of the way things were. And and I really emphasize and use the word transition because transition holds a lot more space. At least I think it does. If it doesn't for you, you can let me know. But I think the word transition offers so much more space around it. Because the other energy I've noticed in my clients and myself is, is this impulse that when we set a, a goal, that it's almost like we have to start it right away. So, I'll, you know, let's use an exercise goal because that's such a common one. It's like, okay, in 2022... I'm going to exercise five times a week, which, you know, probably is an audacious goal to begin with. And we'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) But rather than give us time to transition up to that goal, which again, that transition might mean taking the entire year. So it might mean in the last week of December of 2022, that could be the first time you actually accomplish that five times a week. And that would mean you've accomplished your fucking goal, right? But instead what we do is we make it mean I have to exercise five times a week every single week. And then when we don't do it in the first week or the second week, then we failed, right? We need to give ourselves transition because oftentimes we make these goals that are so big and we don't give ourselves any time to move into it. Now, Goal setting in itself is an entire episode. (laughs) Um, So I'm not going to actually dive into that. There's so many um, amazing resources on that and really about breaking down goals, making baby steps. Um, So so that's really not the purpose of this podcast, okay? Um, But keep keep listening in because what I'm going to say is going to really, really be helpful for any of those resources if you do look look into them. So one of the biggest things I want to really get across is that New Year's resolutions like don't work. And that's like factually proven at this point. Uh, they don't serve us. And in fact, they're pretty much a way to set us up for failure. Like some 92% fail. And honestly, I would love to like look at how they're even doing those studies and follow up, like what what the follow up is and, and all of that. Because for the most part, I would even be curious about who that 8% is and what, what they're doing. Anyways, different topic. And, and I think since there's lots of perfectionists out there and myself had this attitude as well when I first heard this number of 92% failure, where my mind went so I'm curious if I'm the only one insane enough to go here, is 
well, I'm going to be in that 8%, (laughs) right? I hear you if you're doing that, because that's what I did when I heard that. Well, let me prove to you, let me prove you wrong. I can be in that fucking 8%. If you're going there, stop. Stop your brain right now. Why are you making this so fucking hard on yourself? Getting into that 8% is going to be exhausting if you're playing by the old rules. There's no way to get into that 8% if you're not burning yourself out, trying to live off of willpower, which is a very, very limited resource. And it's going to be completely unsustainable. And it's probably not going to bring you what you thought you wanted. So stop. And I say that with so much love. So, so much love and no judgment. (laughs) The problem is the whole idea of a resolution in the first place is that there's a problem. Something to be fixed, right? The definition of resolution, and, and like, I'm not a linguist here. I just literally went off like dictionary.com or whatever. It's It comes from to resolve, right? And if you're resolving something, it means there was a problem in the first place. And to me, this is one of the biggest reasons that resolutions fail. It is because they are born from us thinking that we are doing something wrong or we are something wrong. We are something that is problematic and needs to be fixed or our behaviors are problematic and need to be fixed. Okay. It's this like need to be fixed. We are wrong energy that I'm talking about because anytime we come from that energy, We unfortunately set ourselves up to exhaust ourselves, to burn out. And even again, even when we, if we do, if, if, if we do, which is a very small if at this point, even if we do get the result we wanted on paper, we often aren't happy about it. It does not give us the feeling that we actually wanted. And Oftentimes, then we immediately go on to another problem that needs to be solved. And then we get caught in this endless loop where we can never celebrate our accomplishments. We can never even fully live our lives because we're constantly looking for the next thing to fix, the next thing that is wrong with us, because that is what we've told our brains to do, focus on a problem, rather than to focus on what is going well. Now, again... For all you listening out there, I so, so hear you if you're like, but my behavior is a problem. I get it. Like there are behaviors out there that do not serve us, but it not serving you is a very different energy than it's a problem and you're wrong for doing it. It not being aligned with your best interests and your true authentic wisdom Yeah, I mean, sure there's behavior. I know I've got lots of behaviors that are like that. It's a very, very different energy than something is wrong with me. And I'm like, usually if you're going something wrong, then it's like, I'm unworthy. I'm a bad person, right? Those are the beliefs that follow it versus my authentic wisdom has these amazing intentions for me. And I am taking action and being intentional about connecting deep with them and taking actions that are aligned with her to living a life that is like the truest, most beautiful version of myself, as Glenn Doyle would say. Very, very different energy. And again, this is the other big thing is that we can take anything, even like 
good sounding things and good habits. And the second we apply this fix it mentality to them, it distorts them. So even if you're like, I'm going to focus on the good things, like, and that's your resolution, right? You can like take the thing that I just said and take it and make it turn it like into this place from this negative fix it energy. Or you can say, I'm going to do a gratitude practice, or I'm going to really do my inner work every day. Um, Again, things that like I might actually teach people to do. But while this probably still is a higher level resolution, it might give you different results than if, you know, of like, oh, I'm going to starve myself and exercise. Like I'd rather someone, you know, make a resolution to do a gratitude practice, even if it's from a fix it mentality. But um, the intention is still based off of the belief that we are wrong or broken for what we are currently doing. Okay. And so what happens then is, is the goal itself becomes wrapped up in our self-worth. So a quick way to test this first, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. A quick way to test what energy you're coming from, because again, writing it down on paper, sometimes you can like trick yourself to thinking it's coming from this good energy, is to assess how would you feel? So right now, think about this. How would you feel if you do not accomplish that goal? Okay, so let's say you set a resolution to be more compassionate to yourself, which I don't know, sounds like a pretty amazing one, right? (laughs) Like I talk about that all the time. But what will happen if you catch yourself? Inevitably, because you're going to, because I can guarantee it's going to happen in a spiral of negative self-talk. Are you going to use it to beat yourself up? Are you going to assume you're a failure? Are you going to use that goal of I was supposed to be more compassionate to myself as a way to prove to your brain that you're just too broken to even give compassion to yourself? And I'm sure you can kind of see the irony of this specific goal and example. And no judgment. Trust me, I am saying this specific one because I have done it in the past. I literally have set this exact goal And, you know, on my journey to self-compassion, I beat the shit up out of myself for not being compassionate enough to myself. And it took me a little bit longer than I'd like to admit to realize the ridiculousness and to catch it. Um, So I know it might seem super obvious to you all right now, but when I was deep in it, I couldn't see it. Like I did not see it. So again, if, if when you are thinking about not achieving the goal, if it goes to something really negative, like I'm not worthy, I'm a piece of shit, I will be a failure, and it feels really, really crappy, that means the energy it's coming from is is an energy that's not going to give you the result you want, even if you do accomplish it, okay? So I also want to add in that when when we often then start to think of like changing the energy, we go to, well, if it's not from that energy, then then the alternative must be to like not care for myself. If I'm not going to make specific goals or if I'm not going to like, you know, be really hard on myself when if I don't accomplish them, then um, like that means that I'm just going to be sitting on the couch all day long eating, you know, potato chips and watching Netflix and do nothing with my life. Right. 
Um, so let's check in with that. Really take some time right now. Journal out any any thoughts and feelings you are have to what I'm saying and to making goals from this energy of a um, kind of like this more positive energy of a play. And I'm going to explain that a little bit more. So when we're making the goal from a place of love and compassion, it can feel very, very different. So I want you to think about a time where maybe you like unexpectedly received some flowers or an unexpected gift. Think about how it added beauty and joy to your life. Before it arrived, you weren't necessarily feeling the absence of it, right? You weren't like, oh my God, my life is so terrible unless I get flowers. You just received these this this gift. It was, you know, it was an addition to your life. It was this like amazing, you know, burst of like beauty, joy, and celebration. And and really this is how achieving a goal can can sometimes feel. It's this just like amazing addition that adds to your life. The difference is, is obviously with a goal, we are setting it. So therefore we're aware of it, right? But again, it's this added bonus to our life. It's, but if it doesn't occur, like, right? Like if the, on that day, if the flowers didn't come, it wouldn't have like derailed your day because you weren't banking on it, if that makes sense. So it didn't take away anything if it doesn't happen. And that's really the energy that that's, that we want to try to get to when setting a goal that we're setting it from this place where it's going to be this like amazing addition to our lives if we achieve this goal. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't take away anything from us. It doesn't make it mean anything about us. Okay. So let's look at what would happen if you did accomplish the goal now. Okay, so what goal, and and this can help get to the bottom of this. So this is where I'm going to bring this in and then I'll bring this back full circle here. So what goal are you setting right now? Okay, so right now coming into this episode, like what's coming up as a goal? I want you to think of a few examples. So, and and then think of why do you want to accomplish this goal? What will achieving this goal finally allow you to do? So for example, I had a client who had a goal of losing weight so that she could apply for a job in the fashion industry. Or another example, sometimes I like to tell myself, once my house is perfectly organized, then I'll be able to be fully present with my family and not be so distracted. So hopefully you can see from these examples how these goals are false gateways to the true desire. Because the truth is, my client sure as hell did not need to lose a pound to be worthy of applying to that job. And in fact, that's what she hired me for because that's when I was working like solely as like a nutritional um, therapist, like coach for um, like more nutrition based. She hired me to lose weight. And in the very first session we uncovered, this was the reason why. So our work completely shifted to giving her the confidence to apply for that job without losing a damn pound, which she did and which she got the job, by the way. Um... And I don't need a perfectly organized house to be present. 
And the truth is, even when my house has been amazingly clean and organized, I still struggled with being present. For me, it's a false gateway. Like, I just like to pretend that these things will finally get us, get me what I desire, which is, you know, more presence with my family, for instance. And so, like, what are what goal are you assigning as this, like, false gateway to getting the true desire that you actually want? Just, like, think about that now. What do you really hope can happen? And it might be, like, once I can get rid of my chronic pain, then I can finally go and enjoy nature again because then I can finally go and hike, for instance. It's a false gateway. Because there are ways to enjoy nature and even go on hikes, even with pain. Or it might be, you know, once uh, once this pain is gone, then I can finally pursue my dream, like finally get out there and, and meet people and like make more friends or, you know, find somebody, I don't know, whatever it might be. But again, the chances are whatever it is that you want to do, once your pain is gone, There are probably ways that you can get the same essence. It might even be the exact same act. Like you can can just take the actual action now and it might be totally fine. Or if there are cases where, of course, there are times where pain really, like it would not be beneficial to take that action because of pain or the way your body is or something like that. There are still other ways that you can get that feeling state That's really what we're looking for. Because the truth is for most goals, it's not about the accomplishment of the goal. It's about a feeling state we achieve when that goal gets accomplished. And oftentimes when we're very clear on that feeling state, which might be like openness, spaciousness, calm, content, like just the lack of anxiety being there. um, It's, it's, that that we want and we think something needs to happen in order to get there so like for the losing weight in order to apply for the job she wanted the confidence to apply for the job and she thought she had to lose the weight to have the confidence but the truth was she didn't need to lose the weight to think that she had the confidence to need or to get the confidence right it's a faulty premise we're operating up and these can be really sneaky Because there's probably even ones you might be thinking of now where you're like, no, 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 this is not true. This has to happen. And you're like so convinced. And so one, I get it. Okay. This is where a coach is really, really, really helpful. Because when we're in it, it's really, really hard um, to sometimes see these. So (laughs) no judgment if you're stuck in there. And the truth is, is oftentimes the reason why we unconsciously usually are hiding behind these like faulty gateways is because the true thing that we want usually involves facing things that are uncomfortable as hell. So we pick other slightly less uncomfortable things or things that we're at least familiar with the discomfort to do in hopes that we can bypass the hard shit. Which again, goes to my importance of being able to sit with discomfort. Um, You can listen to that episode, which is two episodes ago. Um, I think episode 19. So... Anyways, 
right now, you can use your current goals to see if you can get to the true values and desires. Like play with them, write them out, kind of notice like, oh, what would happen next? And what would be the next action? And notice what's really coming out. If there's a theme there, or if you're realizing where like, oh, it's not actually about the goal. It's what I would then do next. Okay. And then you can start to play with the wording. So it becomes something exciting and inspiring and motivating. Not something that sounds like a fucking drag. Okay. So it's a very random example. Um, rather than I'm going to clean for 30 minutes every day, you could say in the evening, I'm going to connect with my authentic wisdom, ask her what action I can take right now to help my home feel more spacious or more joyful or more fun or more calming, like whatever, whatever word it is you want. Um, and just keep rephrasing and playing with the wording until you just kind of feel it relax into your body. Like when you're repeating your goal to yourself, does it make you, does it make you tense up around it? If so, just keep rephrasing it. Keep playing with it until you just feel like, it's like full body sigh of relief. And if you're having trouble, because this can sometimes be, again, like when we, especially if it's a goal we've like really been really attached to or stuck on for some time, or we have so much pressure around achieving, this can be challenging to even like figure out how to rephrase. So if you're having trouble, don't, don't like if you're spending more than five minutes on this, like stop <laughs> and, and shoot me a DM, ask a friend, like crowdsource it in a group you trust. I don't know. Okay. Like it's don't spend more than five minutes on this, please. Um, and other tips to ask yourself though, is like, how can I make this even more simple or how can I make this more fun? and see what your brain comes up with. So again, keep playing with the wording. We really, really want a goal to feel like <sighs> in our bodies. All right, so now coming back to the whole, what do we make it mean if we don't accomplish it? Because again, we wanna make sure we're, before we even go into this next piece is we really want the goal to feel good. So now, what are we gonna make it mean if we do not accomplish it? So let's say, let's use the goal that I said earlier. Let's say you totally forget to check in with your authentic wisdom about, you know, what would be a way to, what did I say? Um, what actions can I take to make my home feel more spacious, right? What are you going to make it mean about you? If you realize a week's gone by and you totally forgot to check in, <laughs> are you going to make it mean I totally suck, I'm a piece of shit and I can't trust myself? If so, Hell yes. Awesome for uncovering that. Celebrate yourself right now because this is amazing that we've just uncovered this. <laughs> and let's work on this piece next. Because how can we make it be something way, way more neutral? Okay. One, just loving on you if that's where your mind goes because that's where my brain tends to go as well. What if it all it meant was, oh, I'm someone who just needs a reminder. And then that can inspire you to make a phone reminder or visual reminder, like a fun poster or something. I don't know. Um, or maybe you make it mean that you're someone who can actually like thrive. You're someone who thrives off of like accountability and support like most humans do. So like, yay, this is awesome. You've uncovered this piece about you. Maybe you involve your husband in on this of like, hey, let's make this a ritual so we can keep each other accountable. Um, we really want to keep noticing our thoughts and realizing where we are making things mean something about ourselves rather than it just be about an action we're taking. 
Because our actions are not us. There's something we do. We might take actions we don't like, but our actions never change your intrinsic worthiness and wholeness that you have just because you are a human being and you are born and here today. Like you don't have to do a damn thing to fully own that worthiness. An action cannot change that. A lack of an action cannot change that. Okay. And I also want to emphasize, again, we don't need to be perfect here. Okay. Because guess what? Like, even if you thought you've come up with something and it works, and then you realize it just is not working, you might realize you need to set a different goal. So maybe you set a goal that feels really good. You feel like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't accomplish it. And then it's like, you're not accomplishing it. And you're like, well, this doesn't feel like, you're like, it's fine. I'm not like making it mean anything about me, but like, I also did want to accomplish this goal, right? (laughs) Like that can be true. Maybe you realize you have to take a giant step back before you can even ever achieve that goal. Maybe the goal is to hire a coach to help you through this. Maybe you need to maybe you need to hire a coach just to set the goal in the first place. Or you need to hire a coach to help you realize that you actually don't even need to set freaking goals in the first place, right? Whatever's right for you. All right? And if you if you need that, let's let's chat. Because the truth is, is we've never been taught how to do any of this stuff. It's really new and it's a, maybe it's a skill you really desire to develop to get really good at this like mindset shifting and like noticing it, what things do to your nervous system and like really want to learn how to like clear it and work with it and, and shift energy in your body. I'm like, hello, I'm here. That's what I do um, for people. And if I'm not your jam, that's totally cool. There's like a thousand, a thousand hundreds of thousands of other coaches out there. I don't know how many there are. There's lots, there's lots of coaches. And, and guess what? If you have a certain desire of like, Hey, I really have this focus and I have no idea what coach, please like shoot me a DM. Like, I'm not going to be offended if you don't want me to be your coach. Chances are I have a whole network of coaches that I love and trust that I can hook you up with someone who is the right fit for you. And I love, love connecting people with the right fit. So please still reach out to me. Um, If you're like, this is what I want, do you know anyone who does this? Okay. So, okay, another tangent because I'm good at those. (laughs) So now, huge, huge reminder. I find for most women with chronic pain who are often kind of doing too much in the first place, taking on too much, some of the most beneficial goals are not adding something to your life. If you already are so full, let's not have a goal be to add more. Okay, I don't care if you need to be drinking more water or exercising more, blah, blah, blah. Yes, those are all great, healthy goals. Okay, stop with the adding stuff for now. Okay, what if the goal instead was about intentionally tuning in and taking something out? So, for instance, maybe you're someone who... Every morning, there's like a battle that happens with your child over what she's wearing to school or he's wearing to school. Maybe your goal is to just allow your child to wear whatever freaking outfit they put on. Like they're dressed, cool. Half pajamas, half clothes, sweet. Doesn't match at all, awesome. Look scruffy as hell, whatever. Like how much space would just taking like that battle 
like give you in the morning how much peace and calm if you could just like be like sweet you're dressed and like move on and it not give you like anxiety or tension to like look at their mismatched clothes like what if that was the goal it's like giving up these battles that we're giving ourselves that honestly are are just battles that we have created in our own lives or i mean the, the patriarchy has helped you create in your own life or what if you allowed your husband to do the meal planning, even if it means, you know, maybe meals are a little redundant or not as fun? Or what else could you unload off of your to-do list to someone else? Whether it's hiring it out, delegating it to other members of the household, or just realizing you can cross it out. And actually, no one has to even do it. Like, what if one of your goals or resolutions, whatever you want to call it right now, was just to be like, I'm going to look at my to-do list every week and cross shit out with nobody doing it. Like, I'm just going to cross shit out because I know unnecessary stuff is going on there. And I'm going to be looking, intentionally looking for what can I just let go of? Not add to another week, not even hire someone. It's just let go of it because it just didn't need to be on my to-do list in the first place. It's not actually adding value to my life, right? I'm going to give you a really stupid example that is coming to mind right now that's pretty funny. So ever since my husband and I have lived together and gotten a Christmas tree, we have lived in an area where we had like a forest across the street or in one instance in our backyard. So what we would do we would take our Christmas tree and chuck it into the forest because we figured it would decompose. I'm not really sure if you're allowed to do that. Sorry if I'm offending any nature people. I don't know. We didn't put any tinsel on it. There was no like stuff on the tree, if that makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Last year in this house in Kentucky, it's like the first year we've lived in like a neighborhood where you can't chuck a tree in a, in a, in a forest behind you. Um... I had called the garbage company and was like, uh, when are you guys picking up trees? And the woman like, actually, I, I actually, I thought I didn't call. I tasked this to my husband to call. And he said the woman like sounded like he was asking the craziest question in the world and had never heard of anyone wanting to dispose of their Christmas tree. <laughs> and was like, I don't know. I'll call you back with the information. Needless to say, she never called us back. <laughs> and then like two weeks went, you know, it's like mid January at this point. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we like missed whatever Christmas tree pickup was supposed to happen. And also because we did not take down our Christmas tree right away. So I'm pretty sure we were probably were, we were probably past the deadline when we called in the first place. So I like at first was like, okay, you got to figure out like what to do with this freaking Christmas tree. And we put it outside in our backyard. And, you know, like a week went by, two weeks went by, and we still didn't know what to do. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Like, I really don't care. This Christmas tree, without thought, without any anxiety and you know, whatever, like it wasn't causing me drama because I've had things that, you know, it's very different from when you are uh, not doing things and it's, it's giving you anxiety. This did not give me anxiety. This Christmas tree literally sat in our backyard until I think July or August of this year. <laughs> and then it was, I think it was July. And then it was like really, really dry because we had like a like a dry spell and we were like, let's burn it. And we just burnt this Christmas tree. And it was like so much fun. We had like a massive bonfire and it was great. Like it was just such a good example of like 
it could have been super stressful. Like I could have made my husband go out in the cold and like chop it up. And like, we could have, you know, had to like stuff it in the little bags and, and like, it just would have been such a pain in the ass to get rid of. And instead we just kind of crossed it off our list. And then like, it eventually became like a really fun thing when we got rid of it. <laughs> like everyone was entertained and entertained my child for like an hour of like burning this thing. It was great. So you know what? You just like never know what fun will come when you just totally put off a task. <laughs> So again, silly story that comes to mind, but I think very valid here. Like, what are you just making? What are you making be something that you have to do? Because I think for most people, they feel like they have to get rid of their Christmas tree that you could just like, it's like, it turns out like no one, no one cared that we didn't do it. No one said anything to us. No one even, I actually, I'm sure I, I have one. I'm looking at my houses right now. One, two, three, four neighbors who can easily see our backyard and actually five yeah, five people would have been staring at our Christmas tree and easily been able to see it. Um, no one said anything. And if they did, I don't care. Um, but anyways, again, tangent, what are you making be something you have to do when it turns out you just really don't have to, or maybe you could do it differently than you ever expected. Or, or what if you can just not make any damn goals at all? And really it's just about letting go of expectations of yourself and allowing yourself to just rest you're someone who like obsessively has been making goals, like maybe, maybe not making a goal <laughs> is the work and maybe doing C minus and half ass work wherever you can, like is your job for the next year. Not job. That sounds terrible. Like is a, a way to um, add a bonus to your life. Or maybe it's just saying no to any extra tasks asked for by like school, family members, unless it excites the hell of you and it's like a fuck yes, then like absolutely say yes. But again, like, what can you take off your list? Like, at the end of the day, we make resolutions and goals around this time feel so heavy because they're coming from this must fix it problem energy. So how can they just feel light and fun? What if you weren't setting goals, but you were just like, let's like get rid of the word goals and resolutions right now. Like, what if you were just inviting and play or hosting a daily fun party, or a pleasure party. Like what wording takes tension out? Again, use that same thing we talked about earlier of this, like, oh, if there's like tension around the word, like goal or resolution, or even the thought of sending one, like get rid of those words right now. They just have so much like pressure and programming built up at it. Like find a new phrase. Again, inviting and play, inviting and pleasure hosting a fun party? Like what other ones can you come up with? And if you come up with a really fun new word or phrase, uh, tell me, DM me and I can share it with everyone. So all of this to say is what, what would feel so, so good for your 2022 transition? Just breathe into that. Just let the answer come up. Like what would feel amazing. And let that sink in and just notice what comes up. And to end this all, if any of this brought up discomfort and feelings of discomfort, good news. One, you're human. And two, if you don't know what to do with that, I'm going to be releasing a course very soon that really is walking you through how to be with discomfort. 
Because truly, when you can be with discomfort and all this shit that comes up around like, you know, episodes like this that like can trigger us, when you can be with it, our world opens up. We can do things like examine our goals from this like neutral, non-judgment place because all of a sudden it doesn't have to mean anything about it. They're just sensations in our body that are happening. Like anxiety and struggle no longer rule our life when we learn how to be with these uncomfortable feelings. We can take action like without being paralyzed by perfectionism or fear of failure. And all of a sudden we can start living life on our terms and not on the terms of chronic pain. So if that sounds super exciting for you and you're like, holy shit, yes, like this, I get so uncomfortable when I hear these episodes, like I like them, but like, ugh, they just bring up so much, so many feelings and I don't know quite what to do with them or I know what to do with some of them, but some of them are so challenging. One, you're not alone. It's really fucking hard because again, we were never taught how to do this. Two, sign up. The link will be in the show notes for the early kind of like VIP waitlist because you'll hear about the course and some like special things that are coming up around it that will only be offered to people who sign up on this waitlist. Um, sign up for it. Link in the show notes. And keep a lookout. I'll be posting about it on Instagram. Make sure if you sign up for that, um, you'll definitely be getting all the emails about it. And um, yeah. Find me on Instagram at Dr. Andrea Moore or check out my website, www.drandreamore.com for any more information. As always, please feel free to DM me. I am so happy to answer any questions. And if um, you do have questions, definitely shoot them my way. And it might be something that I can answer. Um, if I can quickly answer to DM, I will. If not, maybe even make it into a podcast episode. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And Have a happy, happy new year and really wishing you all the feeling states that you so, so desire. Thank you for listening.